0: hey man oh hey hey what uh what do you call a chameleon that can't change colors or no uh what do you what do you call it when a chameleon can't change colors
1: uh i don't know what do you call it when a chameleon can't change colors
0: a reptile dysfunction
1: god damn it (laughs) that's good
0: i've been holding that joke in for two days
1: oh you could have gotten a hernia it
0: was so tough what's up man
1: hey what's going on hey welcome back thank you welcome back to you thank you welcome back it's been a long long time since you went away is that a song yeah it's the theme from welcome back Cotter I've never watched that you didn't watch a show from the 70s when you were a child Ew. oh oh well
0: that's old welcome to episode eight is this episode eight I think so I'm pretty sure yeah
1: we'll say show we'll say so yeah we'll say show
0: we'll say show <laughs> What's up, dude? How you been?
1: Uh, doing good. Doing good. Watched a little horror comedy today. But before we get to that, um, uh, see, what did I do this week? What did I experience?
0: Tell me everything. That I can talk about? Tell me your dreams. Oh, man.
1: I've been watching so much. I've gotten obsessed with uh, rugby, <laughs> but not the game itself,
0: <laughs> the disciplining,
1: but the referees. <laughs> it's if you want to learn what confidence is, yes, and what taking control of a situation looks like, my god,
0: I admire these men, honestly.
1: Um, uh, but that, <laughs> and I
0: don't say that about a lot of men.
1: That led me down this rabbit hole of famous referees and umpires,
0: just like in general or in rugby specifically. Uh,
1: in general, oh. uh, because there's one particular famous uh, soccer referee. Uh Pierre Luigi Colina?
0: That's not a real name.
1: Look him up.
0: Pierre Luigi? Uh
1: I don't know. I'm probably not pronouncing it right.
0: It's a cartoon.
1: P I E R L U I G I It's one word? It's his first name. His uh, last name oh. is Colina. Colina. It's a uh, it's Italian. I don't know how to say it. That's fair. He was born in uh Bologna, Italy. Bologna. Uh just yeah, look at look this guy up. He is one of the most intense people I've ever seen. In my life, uh, whenever he's calling like he he's like watching and it's like he doesn't blink. It's like a serial killer. If
0: <laughs> You said he's a soccer ref?
1: He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Football. Football, yeah. He was like this, he was a player back in the day, and then they were like, hey, why don't you just try refereeing? So he took the course. And then at some point he just, he got alopecia. So he has no hair on himself. So he's just this unblinking. Giant eyed, bald man with no facial hair at all. Watching him referee, he does not give a fuck. Good. Watching him referee is like, moi, chef's kiss. <laughs> That's right. I watch sports for the rules.
0: Sports. I watch sports for the structure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to start wearing like shirts with like referee names on the back.
0: <laughs> you have to get them custom made because nobody sells them. Like, yeah. Give him that card, ref! Pierre (laughs) Luigi! Oh, he's
1: he's playing he's doing good. He's doing good this game. He's doing good this game.
0: (laughs) Rugby is a little too aggressive for me. And it's no no, it's not even that it's too aggressive. The the masculine energy in rugby is a little too much for me. Mm. It's a little too masculine for my taste.
1: Is that what you like football? Yeah. It's a little bit more tame.
0: Yeah, soccer is great. It's rugby. Also, just reminds me of American football. It's sure. so boring. All that stopping and starting and stopping and starting. I'm not. I'm not about that life.
1: I you, uh, I'm a okay. I'm not going to force you to do anything because Don't. you know it's your decision whether or not you want to watch anything. Uh, I would encourage you guys if you want to watch some rugby. It's like football, but there's no pads, and everyone has cauliflower ears.
0: Sick. Yeah. Mm-mm.
1: Anywho. But I... uh, let's see. Any horror things I've seen or wanted to watch? Uh, I Yeah, I saw one horrible thing, and it was the trailer for She-Hulk.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Don't be that mean about it.
1: <laughs> uh, no. I I There's nothing about her as an actor. She's great from a- everything that I've seen. That CG is not good. It's, yeah, it's so they bad. They turned her into Fiona from Shrek.
0: <laughs> they did. I, I Well, I didn't know this show was going to be a thing. I didn't know Tatiana Muslani. Muslani? I, I just never, shrugged.
1: No one could hear me do that. But. I
0: can never remember her last name. Um from Orphan Black. I, I didn't know she was gonna be in it. I'm very excited that she's in it, but I I'm not really gonna rush to watch it, honestly. i, it's I don't weird.
1: It's like they had the time and effort to put to to, to figure out how to make a gruffalo, <laughs> uh ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. There we yeah. go. I had to work my way there. Gruffalo.
0: I mean, we would have understood if you'd just yeah. if you would have just said Gruffalo.
1: <laughs> and I mean like Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. It doesn't look real. Yeah. But he's not off putting. Yeah. Seeing her, I was like, whoa, what what is this? I um It looks like it looks like Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat.
0: <laughs> I I don't know anything about the She Hulk character. Um, but it seems like from the trailer, it seems like they are just having her go through like dating as a She-Hulk and like meeting men and like not actually fighting crime or anything. She's a lawyer, so she's not gonna like.
1: I, I don't know fight. I don't know what th- what <laughs> they've defend. done. With she- I don't know what they've done with She-Hulk <laughs> lately. Uh, but from what I can remember, she for the most part is green all the time.
0: But, like, her character, like, is, is there a comic? Yeah. It, did she, was she just always a lawyer? Did she have any other purpose besides... I don't know.
1: I think that, may. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't want to say <laughs> yes or no. I always remember her as part of the Hulk family, because there was, like, yeah. Doc Sam,
0: Doc Samson. Wait, are they related?
1: Uh, that is, uh, she is uh, uh, Bruce Banner's uh, uh, cousin. Or, oh. yeah. So, um But there's like a whole line of, of, there's like a whole group in that whole world that were introduced to the same radioactiveness that he was, that they all have certain ranges of strength. Yeah. Like one guy got it and he was super strong, but he just, his hair just turned green. Like he didn't actually turn green. Yeah. Um, And I think hers was like, he's always like struggled with like becoming Hulk and losing control. And hers has always been a little bit easier. I think she was. For from what I remember reading, she was always green. Like she just became She Hulk, and she was never able to like go back and forth.
0: Yeah, but I mean, from the trailer, it just seems like like it kind of seems like they're making it into like a like a romantic comedy kind of thing. Like, oh, she's this superhero now, I guess, but she's just struggling with dating. Like that's kinda
1: dumb. Superheroes can't struggle with dating.
0: <laughs> but I mean, all these other superheroes are getting cool ass movies.
1: Yeah, you don't see the other side of their life. They are all struggling with dating.
0: <laughs> Tony Stark doesn't.
1: Yeah, well, Tony Stark died. So spoiler Ooh, alert to Spoilers. Everyone. I don't give a crap.
0: <laughs> I don't give a crap. Okay? I don't give a
1: crap about your Tony Stark, okay?
0: <laughs> okay, well either way, I'm I might still maybe watch She Hulk. Do it. They need maybe. to
1: whatever they did to Sonic, they need to do to her. And just fix that shit.
0: I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was talking with an Instagram friend a while back, and there's apparently theories around um, Sonic that they purposely, when they first released it, they purposely fucked it up mm-hmm. to get like more stress and more people talking about it because they fixed it very quickly. Yeah, and. It makes. I didn't really think about it because I don't care about Sonic, but that makes a lot of sense.
1: I've heard that theory that they were uh, like it wasn't ready, but the, the people were forced them to do it, and they're like, "Okay, cool, let's do it." And then when they complain, we'll ask for some money to fix it, and that'll be the way that we get
0: forcing them to release it when they, it's they not got ready. A fucking sequel fucking with Idris he's <laughs> Yeah,
1: he's playing Knuckles. Knuckles. Yeah, the red echidna. Yeah, the like, Oh hey, Sonic. <laughs> Oh my god! You can't beat me, your knuckles. That's gonna be your... amazing, amazing. Yeah. So everyone, go watch Sonic the Hedgehog
0: Part Two. Not the, not the first one. I
1: completely skipped the first one.
0: <laughs> you don't need that negativity.
1: No. Mm-mm. How about you? What you been doing?
0: Mm, I've been doing a lot. Ooh. Yeah. Um. I I finally finished uh, Twilight Zone. 2019 did you i did it was fucking fantastic man i'm really bummed it only got two seasons but you know
1: are they doing a third no
0: no they uh monkey paw decided to call it quits after two i don't know exactly why but they just decided to go out on their own but yeah it was it was fantastic i was bummed when i finished i need something else to replace that hole
1: do you want we we saw that show uh demons on hulu from the bbc
0: demons that looks wonderfully cheesy oh yeah i can't wait we'll probably talk about that on the next episode i
1: got such a soft spot for that i'm gonna say early 2000s bbc sci-fi kind of Mm -hmm.
0: genre show like the slightly grainy cameras
1: shot on like actual tape instead of film or it's like right they didn't want to shoot on film because they didn't have the money but they didn't quite figure digital out yet
0: yeah oh yeah that's gonna be good we'll probably talk about that next time
1: so we don't ever talk about you watching um uh jabob's last drive-in
0: no um i that's actually a good point that you brought up I, i watched nosferatu for the first time last night it um I no, I haven't seen a lot of silent movies, so I don't have a lot of experience. Um the the music is amazing in this movie. And the visually it's it's really great to look at, but 2 is so fucking boring. <laughs> I don't like it. I I will not revisit this movie. <laughs> it's um I just I don't like vampire stuff sure. often. It's um yeah, it's boring.
1: Did you watch uh, Werner Herzog's?
0: I didn't. I got really sleepy.
1: Nosferatu, <laughs> <Lecture> Boogaloo?
0: <laughs> no, no, I got really sleepy. It's really hard for me to make it all the way through the second movie with Joe Bob because the second movies usually start at like eleven thirty midnight and
1: now is that is the is the Werner Herzog a remake? Because there's also a movie where they were shooting. It's like the idea that they are shooting uh, Nosferatu. But they actually have a vampire playing Nosferatu. I think Willem Defoe's in it as the vampire.
0: I have no idea. Like, I, I mean, Werner Herzog, his is definitely remake, but I don't, I've never seen or heard of what I you're talking it's called,
1: about. Oh, God, something of the vampire.
0: Um, but Willem Defoe as Nosferatu is incredible.
1: <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Nosferatu. Nas, uh, Shadow of the Vampire.
0: When did that come out? Uh, two
1: thousand one. Oh shit. F.W. Myrna John Malkovich is struggling to create his silent classic Nosferatu on location in Eastern Europe. The director is obsessed with making this the most authentic vampire movie ever.
0: Oh wait, so it's a movie about making the movie Nosferatu? Yes, with oh. the
1: added thing that they hired the that Max Shrek is an actual vampire. How meta. To that end, he employs a real vampire named Max Schreck, played by Willem Dafoe, explaining to the crew that he's the ultimate of that new breed, the method actor, trained by Stanislavski himself. He will only appear in character and only at night.
0: That sounds fun. Um, isn't the, I don't know if this was ever confirmed, but wasn't there talk of Robert Eggers doing Nosferatu with Willem Dafoe?
1: I don't know. Let me take a look.
0: I could have sworn I read that somewhere.
1: Well, Mr. Eggers does love his Defoe.
0: He does. He calls
1: him a Defriend.
0: <laughs> I hear you.
1: I really want to see the Northmen. The Rise of the Northmen.
0: Well, Defoe is wilding out in every single movie he does.
1: Dear Christ, watching The Lighthouse. I don't. They just wound him up and let him go.
0: Yeah, I feel like they were just winding him up for like three days straight so that he was always on ten when he got to set and i guess it worked for him
1: all right uh, uh published one month ago april 20th 2022 robert eggers continues to hammer nails into the nosferatu coffin which i'm guessing means he will not be doing it um
0: Aww.
1: he so it looks like it fell apart shortly before pre- pre-production was to begin and uh he doesn't know if it's going to happen at this point point. and it was going to have anya taylor joy in it mm-hmm. um it's apparently fallen apart twice by now <laughs> yikes so we probably won't get that movie. Uh, That's fine. So what do what do you not like about vamp? Because vampires are a pretty big part of horror cinema.
0: Well, it's not that I don't like vampires. It's just I, I don't really like the story of Dracula specifically. Mm. I think it's very boring. And Nosferatu and Dracula are very like they kind of mirror each other. And it's just, it's a really boring story. I've been there. I've seen it. I've read it. I'm kind of over it. Like, I like my vampires really scary and bloody and aggressive, like 30 days of night. Those vampires are fucking scary. And I love them. Um, The Lost Boys, those vampires are sassy. It's called fashion, Deborah. I mean, (laughs) love them. (laughs) But yeah, Nosferatu is just really boring. Well, I don't know.
1: As someone who's so you don't like the original vampire,
0: yeah, yeah. Like if you if you can find a way to kind of mix it up, like the just the vampire genre in general, then I'll I'll be on board. I'll watch it. But Nosferatu and Dracula, it's just kind of a snooze fest.
1: Well, what would you say in no particular order? Why don't you give five recommendations for vampire movies that you actually like?
0: I don't think there's any way I could do that. Um,
1: well, we already got two. 30 Days of Night.
0: 30 Days of Night.
1: Lost Boys. Lost
0: Boys. Um, what We Do in the Shadow. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look at my movies here. Um, um, um. What's that
1: uh, Bill Paxton movie? Near Dark. Near Dark. Is Near Dark good?
0: Um, I've only watched it once. I thought it was okay. I think I need to rewatch it. Okay. Everyone puts it on such a high pedestal. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's fine. Um I don't know.
1: I know you liked uh Girl Walks Home Alone at Night.
0: Yes. That movie is a masterpiece. That movie is a fucking masterpiece. Love it. Um what was that four? It's four. That I'm just gonna stop it, cap it up four. We'll
1: just say Blade.
0: <laughs> oh god. No, Donald I, Logue.
1: You wanna do the Donald Logue? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh I actually really like the Guillermo del Toro bug vampires, like in uh, the fall
0: oh yes those books are really scary I haven't this, seen the
1: show but I love the Guillermo del Toro like you can tell he does not change his style for anything he just kind of like well that's what it is now yeah like he every time he does a vampire it, oh, I say it like that <laughs> it's always like a bug that has yeah. to look a little He has a, he must have been like you know how we said um Fulci must have had some sort of horrible eye injury yeah Carol Del Toro must have had some sort of horrible incident with bugs.
0: Probably. I mean, he's. Whenever I listen to interviews with him and he tells stories, he tells some weird stories from his childhood. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has some bug stories.
1: It, that he needs to um, do the remake of A Bugs Life.
0: <laughs> that would be fun.
1: Starring Ron Perlman as I don't know any of the characters from Bugs Life. Never uh, seen yeah. it. He could be any of them. I. Really wanna like Kronos.
0: I've never seen it.
1: I think there's some amazing things that happen in Kronos. Um, I like the way that he says Kronos. He's always a like, Kronos. <laughs> uh, love it.
0: I could I could listen to Guillermo del Toro talk about anything, honestly.
1: Honestly, they just need to like give him a topic, like not to get ears off of our podcast, but they just need to give him a topic every week and have him just rant about it.
0: Um Have you ever listened? We're getting so far off topic, but it's fine. Have you ever listened to that podcast with Elijah Wood and some other person, um, Daniel Noah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called Visitations? Yeah. Um, their episode with Guillermo del Toro is so good. Have you listened to it?
1: Oh yeah. The, the (sighs) way he talks about them throwing the baby off the cliff. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. So fucked up. I'm not
1: going to explain it any further than that. Go go listen to the show once you're done here. Yeah. Uh, but he, (laughs) that's all you need to know. There's a story involving a baby being thrown off a cliff.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. But yeah, Guillermo del Toro just has really amazing stories and he has, he has a genuine like sci-fi horror nerd brain so i can honestly listen to him talk about anything.
1: And he doesn't ever like nothing's for the sake of being i and you know i'm i'm not so much into the horror community as you are. Uh and i don't watch a lot of the more extreme stuff that you've seen. Like especially when it comes to like practical effects. I feel like a lot of um there's kind of like a drive to like what can we make happen? Which for me, I, I don't know if other people feel this way too. It's sometimes like I, I kind of get taken out of a movie because I'm like, oh, they're they're just the whole thing is like, we got to push it to see what we can do. Yeah. Like watching like uh, Street Trash. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's a gooey movie. That is
0: one of the gooeyest movies I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> but he has like, he not only has the urge to like, not only does he like, he's okay with being coldly violent. But he also understands how classic cinema works.
0: Yeah, he does it to tell a story. Yeah. His he makes choices for specific reasons in his movies.
1: Mm -hmm. He always understands how the he he's not for me, he's not so much a he's super good at horror, but more so he's intellectually brilliant at genre itself. Like Pacific Rim, he understands how giant robot anime works. And it's not one of my favorite movies of his, but it's amazing. Even Crimson Peak.
0: It's not Pan's Labyrinth, but it'll do.
1: I encourage everyone to... If you didn't like Crimson Peak the first time you saw it, like I did... Same. Watch it in black and white. I I am pushing this on people. It slaps hard. It is so good. Yeah. Because the choice that he made as far as the color and the costumes, it was like he... I didn't realize why I didn't like it. And then I put it in black and white. It was like, oh... It was like he colorized black and white film, so everything was super garish, and, and uh, it looked like old Hammer films. And then he put in black and white, and it's like, oh, this is a complete, this is a ghost story. I love mm-hmm. this. So I don't know if you know this, but Academy Award winning uh, uh, director, Guillermo del Toro, knows what he's doing. Hey.
0: Um, and just a heads up, we're not talking about a Guillermo del Toro movie this no. week. This is not a Guillermo del Toro podcast. But um, yeah, we just love Guillermo. Yeah. There's a little, little horror
1: and uh, overall gush about uh, cinema.
0: To Guillermo with love. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we did watch a fun one this week, though. We did. Mm-hmm. From 1999? From yes.
1: 1995. Fine. <laughs>
0: We watched Idle Hands. All right, I'll give you a quick synopsis, and then we're just going to jump into this because we were ranting for a while.
1: Now, I watched Adele's Hands.
0: Oh, this is awkward. Yeah. Mm.
1: It was just really sad, and they're like,
0: hey, how's it going?
1: They're making little mouths with it. It's
0: funny. 17-year-old slacker. (laughs) Seventeen-year-old slacker Anton Tobias wakes up one Halloween morning to discover that both of his parents have been turned into two headless Halloween decorations. After speaking to his equally irresponsible friends Mick and Pinub, Pinub, <laughs> he discovers that his right hand has a bloodthirsty mind of his own, mind of its own, and is hell bent on wreaking havoc whether he likes it or not.
1: All right, directed by Graham Ravel, Graham Graham Ravel from new zealand
0: From new zealand
1: he's from new zealand Hmm. so this mother trucker is really known more as a composer than he is a director really i don't think that's true i think i actually hit the wrong button (laughs) sorry apparently i did not do this correctly at all
0: (laughs) he is not the director of this movie
1: no why did i music by come on asshole Graham can go fuck himself. I'm talking about Rodman Flander. Yes. Oh, he is a cut, director. Get that, 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 that out. Cut, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> so let's talk about this cast. Who do we got playing our lead? Oh my god.
0: Late '90s. Let's stacked
1: and cast. On.
0: <laughs> Freaking Devin Sawa, man.
1: Now and then it's Devin Sawa.
0: Casper's mm. own. Devin Sawa.
1: <laughs> I, I watching this I was really like I think I missed Devin Sawa growing up.
0: Oh yeah, you 1000% I didn't. I had the biggest crush on him.
1: Oh no. Yeah, you <laughs> saw I Devin
0: saw Devin Sawa. De- <laughs> I hate it.
1: Oh my god, we should do a short film where Devin Sawa has to cut his leg off called Saw.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Um I only remember him f- because you told me who it was from the end of Casper.
0: Um. Yeah. He. He was a big part of my. Can I keep you? Hm? No. Shit.
1: I am not a, an object. This to is be awkward.
0: Kept. <laughs> yeah. No. He was very. Um. <clears throat> he was a very big part of my early teenage years, with now and then Casper, um, the Final Destination movies, this one couple other things. Was he in Final Destination? Yeah. Who's he? he? Are you kidding? Is he the lead? Yeah. Oh. Oh.
1: It's been, a, you know, those movies, honestly, everyone's face kind of turns into a generic 90s TV show to me. I honestly don't remember.
0: Honestly, it really does. But the brilliance of those movies, and yes, I said brilliance, is that they they know what the movies are about and they don't make them complicated at all. It just is what it is. And by like the third one, we're just coming for the kills. And they know that. And they step it up every single time. And it's fucking great.
1: Real question. Whose kills are more complicated? Jigsaw from Saw later on or the Final Destination series later on?
0: Oh, Jigsaw for sure. All right. Jigsaw has like all the mechanics and the machines, and he ha- sometimes he has to like physically put people into the devices, and it's just it's a lot of work.
1: All I'm saying is, if you want to make a mousetrap movie, you just make a PG version of Final Destination, and that's a mousetrap movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'd watch a mousetrap movie.
1: Um, the only thing I've really seen Devin Sawa in at least lately, we watched Black Friday.
0: Mm-hmm. Grown-up Devin Sawa. He's kind of a, he's kind of a daddy. <laughs> i'll I say confirm it confirm
1: or deny that Devin sawa is the daddy daddy or any sort of uh, father figure
0: uh i said it
1: now he's also in the chucky series yes is he good in that
0: he's very good um i i so i watched the chucky series while it was airing on sci-fi and it wasn't until the blu-ray came out and i rewatched it that i noticed that devon sawa played two characters he played um the main character, uh the the kid. He played his dad and then he played his brother as well. Like he played the kid's dad and the kid's uncle. Oh. Yeah. I I did not realize. I don't know how I missed it, but I didn't realize it until I rewatched he's it. He's
1: a man of million, many talent of a million talents. A
0: million talents. Yeah, he's but yeah, he was he was really good in the show.
1: Starring as uh Anton, Devin Sawa's love interest is a uh <laughs> Oh, just about to be the Dark Angel.
0: Yeah.
1: Jessica Alba as Molly.
0: Baby Jessica Alba. This wasn't her first movie, was it? uh,
1: It was not. It was definitely not her first movie.
0: It was very early in her career, though, right? Because she's so young.
1: Her career was simmering, ready to boil over.
0: Mm -hmm. She,
1: before, uh, right, oh, we're also, we're both Tauruses. That's nice. Oh, nice.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Right before she did... Sorry, right before she did Idle Hands, she was I think she did a couple of things as a kid. Uh she's a Camp Nowhere, Secret World of Alex Mack. Oh shit. Uh Beverly Hills 90210. She did flipper. She oh, she was in Never Been Kissed with uh, one Drew Barrymore.
0: I don't think I've uh, ever seen, seen that. She was a little bit very
1: Lust, to be honest. <laughs> and then of course she was in uh, Dark Angel from 2000 to 2002.
0: That was a show, right? Dark Angel. Dark Angel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That... I don't think I ever watched that. I, like, I remember the name, but I don't know anything about that show.
1: I could not tell you what it was about other than <laughs> they were like,
0: she's sexy badass. Dark angel. God, the way they sexualized Jessica Alba at the beginning of her career. So icky.
1: Starring as the two stoner best friends.
0: Numbskulls.
1: That is Eldon Henson as Peanut and Seth Green as Mick.
0: So much hair dye between those two! My God! First of all, <laughs>
1: the amount of gorilla snot gel
0: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> that
1: was used between them, and I also have to say in this movie, the amount of button-down shirts was a big fan.
0: Nineties man
1: would wear again.
0: The ugh, oh, it just this movie is so dated, but it also isn't. I guess I guess because a lot of '90s stuff is coming back, but yeah, the '90s were running rampant in this movie. <laughs>
1: I mean, with the sheer amount of cameos in this movie, so good. if you caught them all, they were ones that I missed completely. I was like, "What do you mean, Tom Delonge from Blink One Eighty Two is in the burger scene?"
0: I I knew he did a cameo, but I completely missed it. Yeah. In the what what scene was it?
1: I think he was the guy at the the window, the the uh, at the burger place.
0: Yeah. I completely missed that. I was really bummed. I remember reading about it, but I just completely missed it.
1: But let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. A very good place. We're introduced to uh, Anton's mom and dad,
0: Mm -hmm. played
1: by Fred Willard. You'll love to see him, R.A.P. And also his mom, he's he's, uh, credited as Dad Tobias. (laughs) Because, of course, he did not have a name. No, of course not. Uh, You may know Fred Willard. From I'm gonna say everything and anything and everything,
0: literally everything. I know you've seen at least one thing this man has been in.
1: And as his mom, we have Connie Ray. She was someone I was like, I know your face. <laughs> Where do I know your face from?
0: I um I did love the the opening the the very first scene in the movie when it like opens up on those two uh, pumpkin things uh, the like. Scarecrows, I guess you could call them, um, and then it like sweeps across the house, and you see all the Halloween decorations. Such a mood.
1: I was there. Christmas decorations involved in that as well.
0: In the decorations they had up, yeah, probably.
1: Because when the the mom comes in, she's like, ooh, look, there's Thanksgiving decorations." And the dad was like, "We already put up Halloween." I was like, "Is that her thing?" Is like she just always has some sort of holiday decorations up.
0: I when she was talking about that cornucopia, I was like, "Oh God, it's me." Like, I put up Halloween decorations and I just immediately start thinking of Christmas. It
1: you. <laughs> it me. I feel seen. Now, is this where we get the, are they watching the news at this point? Uh, and that's where we get a little hint of the killer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I definitely realized I'd never seen this movie before. Really? Because I thought it was going to be like, I, I thought they were going to explain a little bit more about the magic behind everything. And they do not, which is fine. That's no. not what the movie's about. <laughs> uh, they turn off the lights and see on top of the ceiling that someone is under the bed. So good. That is a horrifying thing to read.
0: Yeah. Horrifying.
1: There, the, When the two parents disappear from the movie, uh, Fred Willard goes downstairs to deal with anything. That was fine. I And I was like, I think we talked about, have talked about before, like people being drug under the bed is kind of like, ugh. The shot of the mom being pulled under the bed, I was like, that's good. I yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Usually with those shots, we have like a... Like the camera is on the ground. Oh, yeah. And it's face like, level. A, yeah, it's at face level. And it's like the person being pulled under the bed is looking directly into the camera. And all we see is just them being pulled under the bed. But the camera is like on the ceiling for this shot. And we just see her getting pulled under the bed. The bed raises a little bit. And when it hits the ground, just blood. It's fucking amazing. So good.
1: Next morning. Who wakes up to start his day is our hero Anton. Fucking loser. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, there's our
0: food. He's so useless.
1: <laughs> he's the most useless slacker.
0: Honestly, he's yeah. so gross in this movie.
1: <laughs> and we get to meet the real heroes of this movie, Bones the Cat.
0: Bones.
1: And what's his dog's name?
0: Um Duke.
1: Duke. Duke,
0: yeah. Sweet uh, babies. Sweet
1: little babies. No. Uh Anton is 17 years old. He's a slacker. He goes to to get weed from his uh, pals Peanut and Mick. Mick. We had such a hard time remembering Seth Green's character's name.
0: The most basic name, Mick. Mick. <laughs>
1: He goes to see them and living across from them. Now, how old are Mick and Peanut? Are they in high school? Are they dropouts?
0: I I would assume they're in the same grade as um, Anton, but maybe they were held back a couple times because they look old. Yeah. <laughs> they're older. Well, that's
1: what I was like. Maybe they dropped out and uh, I, I don't know. It seemed real like junior college age. Yeah. Um, I. He, Seth, seeing Seth Green in these movies, is just like, it's like he's a walking 7-Eleven Slurpee. (laughs) Like, that's how 90s he is. He's
0: so 90s. He's
1: so fucking 90s.
0: Oh, God. There, I, man, I have such a love-hate relationship with Seth Green, because I can't stand the characters that he plays, and if I met him in real life, I would probably hate him. He just seems like a real smug, smart-ass son of a bitch, but I like... Everything I like most of the things he's in, but I don't like the characters he plays. They're so fucking annoying. <laughs> this
1: movie, it's around this time where I'm like, Kevin Smith has really ruined screenwriting for a lot of years.
0: <laughs>
1: There's so many, just everyone's way too intellectual and way too like, oh yes, we're waxing philosophically, but we're also stoners, bro. <laughs> <sighs> Man, teen comedies for a while, just like everyone had watched Clerk's. 10 years before we're like, that's what we're going to do for the rest of our, even not even clerics, mall rats more than anything.
0: Hey, mall rats.
1: Um, so, and there, and there's even further like along in the movie, there's a lot of like, uh, like peanut, uh, after they get murdered and come back from the dead, (laughs) like you do. Uh, he starts hitting on girls and, um, Mick is like, Oh, why are we even hitting on girls? (laughs) And I was like, are they going to do that chasing Amy thing where it turns out he's gay? I was like, man, come on. Can we stop making jokes about this, please? But, yeah. it was like, but that was also 1999. That yeah. was almost, that was well over uh, 20 years ago. Ew. Yeah. So back in the habit, we have uh, Anton, and across the street lives his quash.
0: His quash, Molly. Molly.
1: He's, Jessica um,
0: She's a... Uh... <laughs> "Quote unquote chick bass guitar player." Ooh. Shut up, just say bass player, <laughs> loser.
1: <laughs> no, her bass is shaped like a chick. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, they do only McDonald or uh, KFC based uh, rock music.
0: I like it. I like it. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's um, she's just riding through on her fucking Harley. Because she's a cool girl. Was she riding a motorcycle? She was riding a motorcycle. I don't think it was a Harley specifically. I but... thought she
1: was riding a bicycle. <laughs> no, In was... my head, I thought she was riding a bicycle. <laughs> and then you said motorcycle. I was like, what?
0: No, it was it was definitely a motorcycle.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert. It took me two watches to get through this movie. No, I was we very, were sleepy. I was just deepy, bull <laughs> Um, And she drops her... Her
0: lyrics book. Her lyrics book. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> Anton... So Anton saw her drop the lyrics book. He runs out into the street to pick it up, starts looking through it. Rude, first of all. Yeah. But there are only like five or six pages with lyrics in it, but none of them are like written. They're like the the lyrics are like cut out from magazines. Like it just looks like a book of ransom notes. <laughs> it
1: took her way more time to go through the magazines and find the letters than to just write them down. Yeah.
0: The fucking cool girls, <sighs> she's man! she's So
1: punk rock. She's
0: so punk rock.
1: God damn, just Galba. I envy her, Molly.
0: <sighs> Molly, Molly, Molly. Good golly.
1: I believe it's at this point. I'm trying to, now. This is where it gets a little fuzzy because we had to do. We had to stop for the night. At what point does he start figuring out his hand is evil? Because I believe he is like after he gets hassled by the cops, he goes home. Oh my god,
0: the the, the cops that are hassling him. So he's, the the cops that hassled him, they went to high school with Anton, and they were seniors when Anton was a freshman. So these cops are like a fresh ass 21, 22. These little baby ass cops. How is that possible?
1: You ever saw my show Baby Cops? <laughs> Did not go over well. Yuck. <laughs> Anton realizes his hand is, is...
0: I, okay, no, I remember. So Anton goes back to his house, and he's making a sandwich. A um, bologna and mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah, that's he, delicious. He pulls a knife out of the drawer without even looking at it oh, and realizes yes. there's blood on the knife. He goes through all the motions of making the sandwich, blood all over the sandwich. He takes a bite out of it and then he realizes that there's blood in the sandwich and blood on the knife and it's fucking disgusting. And he starts flipping out and like running through the house because he thinks the killer's in the house. And then he runs downstairs,
1: and that's it. Does he? That's when he calls Peanut and Mick to come over because the killer is there and he needs help.
0: Um, no, so he, he, like the bumblefuck that he is, he like trips down the stairs, runs into the two scarecrows that we saw at the beginning, and we find out that his parents' dead bodies are those scarecrows. So then he calls his friends over, and his friends, of course, don't even notice the bodies because there's a music video on with boobs and ass everywhere.
1: <laughs> and then they uh that's when they see the bodies. They're like, "Hey man." So he uh kills Seth Green by breaking a b- by bottling him.
0: Bottling him, yeah.
1: And then he kills uh Peanut.
0: Yeah, he the Peanut kill is really great because he like chases him through the house and then they go into the basement. Yeah. Um and Anton is like trying to get control of his hand and he Uh, Peanut manages to like get out of the way and start running up the stairs. (laughs) He's like, he's like, you got to get out of here. He's like, you were blocking the way. (laughs) But he manages to run up the stairs and but the hand breaks free and it throws a A
1: saw blade. A saw blade. Yes. And
0: he fucking decapitates him. Amazing.
1: That that was that was kind of a cooler scene than uh, Evil Dead where uh, she was like vomit making out with her. Yuck. We well, make a list of best basement escapes.
0: Yes. I'm but down. that's TBD. <laughs> TBD.
1: So he's killed his family. He's, he's killed, killed his, his friends. friends. <laughs> now what's he going to do?
0: He's going to bury him. He's going to bury him. Which kudos to Anton um, for... Bearing four fucking bodies with one hand <laughs> oh but
1: first he accidentally ex- he he does he throws bones through the window
0: oh yeah oh we also forgot to talk about the weird makeout scene with molly and anton yeah when he so returns her lyrics book
1: he's killed uh well he he killed the uh his friend he killed everyone threw bones through the window into her yard <laughs> goes out to try to find the cat and then she's like handsome what are you doing here oh my <sighs> God, she's this is so
0: hot. Her character is played so dumb. She's dumb,
1: but she kind of knows. Like, she kind of
0: knows it. Yeah, it's almost like she's playing it up for the boys. For the boys. I don't like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Be yourself. Mm.
0: Be um, smart. I know you are.
1: So she invites men like, "Let's stop fucking around and start fucking around."
0: You barely know this man. They go to high school together. She barely knows him. Mm -hmm.
1: So they head up to the stairs uh, into her room and the hand is like, I want to kill her. Uh, And he's desperately trying to like keep control of it.
0: The amount of hand work that Devin Sawa does in this movie is incredible.
1: Devin Sawa deserves more credit than the guy whose hand they actually use.
0: Honestly, who is, by the way, the guy from The Addams Family. Right,
1: yeah. Amazing. Hand magician extraordinaire.
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, seriously, like the way Devin Sawa moves his hand in this movie, it's like it's not even part of his body. He,
1: if he's not trained in like clown work, <laughs> like from like an Italian commedia dell'arte school.
0: It's just a natural gift
1: um he uh and the entire time they're doing the makeout, the hand is actively trying to kill molly by like choking her and she's like what and he's like it's nothing baby. It's, you know. <laughs> Molly, you like it her parents show up and he's got a skedaddle yeah <laughs> then he buries his family and friends except guess who decided not to go to heaven
0: dude okay if you're gonna bury bodies you need to go a little deeper bro they those, were kind
1: of shallow. Those I mean,
0: graves were like a foot deep.
1: He did it with one hand.
0: Oh, okay, but I mean, be smart about it. You're burying bodies.
1: <laughs> I don't need to hand splain.
0: Come on, I think you should in this situation. <laughs> those are some shallow ass graves, dude.
1: <laughs> um. So here's the return of Peanut and Mick.
0: Don't call it a comeback. They've been here for years. <laughs> I I love them so much more when they're dead. It had a it. For me it was a much
1: better version of that, uh from uh American Werewolf in London.
0: Blasphemy.
1: Where the friend comes back? Yeah. Blasphemy. What do you mean?
0: I mean, this is definitely more comedic, but I think I like the the friend from American Werewolf more.
1: That's fair. I preferred I mean, American Werewolf. We're we're Paris. gonna watch
0: that movie at some point. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: unbelievable i love like vincent price when i'm evil
0: <laughs> moving on
1: um so his friends are back and the cops bust in looking to smash down uh smash the law book down on old
0: anton they're just looking for something to do yeah they're, they're bored. so dumb on.
1: <laughs> um on um so we we've got all the players involved uh they kill the cops by the way yeah uh We've got all the players involved and they need to figure stuff out. So who's the only person who knows anything about Satan? The metal guy. Randy. Randy. This guy who plays, you know, they keep saying, oh, he knows about Satan. But then he really doesn't. He just is kind of a redneck.
0: Yeah. He he seems kind of like a poser. And his tattoos, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but his tattoos are whack as fuck.
1: And uh, the other side player that we have involved is, of course, Vivica is a fox
0: debbie Lacure. she's so intense and i fucking love her in this movie we need
1: more vampire hunters like her yes or demon hunters hunters in general that we'll use the uh supernatural term uh hunters these two together were a good matchup.
0: Amazing! I love the way we're introduced to Debbie. She um, did she go into a prison or like a psych ward or something dressed as a nun? I can't remember what it was.
1: She went into a, a prison,
0: um, but she was dressed as dressed as a nun, um, looking for the demon that is possessing the hands, and she the the demon had left the body that she was looking for and she was just so pissed off and cursing and she like ripped off her habit and walked out and it was so wonderful.
1: <laughs> so uh the next real thing that happens is uh they're trying to uh Molly has asked Anton to a dance.
0: The Halloween dance.
1: And so before they head off, uh the hand is out of control.
0: Yeah. Anton
1: cuts it off. Had to I love the he's like, he has the decapitated head bite it so he can hold still then chops it off.
0: <laughs> because the bagel, the, the bagel guillotine was just not cutting the it. The bagel <laughs> guillotine it
1: doesn't even cut my bagels. <laughs> I love it. The uh, our bumblefuck zombie friends
0: love them so much.
1: Try to throw, uh, once Devon Sawa has gone and talking to Molly, they decide to heat up some burritos and accidentally let the hand loose on its own. But Hance.
0: they don't give a fuck. Oh, <laughs> side note. Well, not side note. But um, right before they they throw the burrito into the microwave and they open it and they see that, the, that there's blood everywhere. <laughs> um, Peanut says, "Well, should we clean it first?" <laughs> and Mick goes, "Yeah." And while we're at it, we can clean the whole fucking house. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I think it's just because that's some, that, that's absolutely something that I would say.
1: So we have the evil hand going after Molly, and these guys got to stop it. So they steal Randy's truck, which causes Randy to get involved with uh, Vivica A. Fox. Debbie. Everyone's heading to the dance. And guess who's playing the dance? It's the offspring.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Everything ages this movie.
0: Everything.
1: This was a huge time for teen comedies having well-established bands playing the prom and you weren't supposed to like acknowledge that they were a band. Yeah. Uh, We have the Donnas in Drive Me Crazy.
0: The Donnas played so many bands or they played so many proms in in the 90s. Were they in Drive Me
1: Crazy? Um, Yes. Or were they they in in, 10 Things I Hate About You?
0: um, No, they were in Drive Me Crazy. 10 Things I Hate About You was, I believe, Letters to Cleo. Yes. Yes. Another movie that fucking slaps. (laughs)
1: Also, the guitarist from The Offspring looks like Guy Fietti I, oh, yeah. I don't think it was on purpose. I don't know who's at fault here. No one. His name is Noodles, by the way, the guitarist. Noodles. <laughs> um there's a weird moment where the singer is flirting with a high schooler. We're gonna, th- we're gonna look we're gonna look past that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's walk away.
1: Um I love the little kills that the hand gets to have along the way. Yeah. The the Ray kills the principal who's having a sexy phone call. Yes,
0: yeah. This the the entire third act at the dance is just so much fun. It's oh, fucking yeah. chaos.
1: This I really do think that horror movies like if you don't get nail that third act, it like you can have an amazing movie up till the third act, and if the movie third act sucks, you ruin the whole movie.
0: Oh yeah. If if I'm having a really good time watching a movie and then the the last. The third act of the movie is just complete shit. I will get so mad. Like I did not invest all of my time in this for nothing.
1: <laughs> and the same thing's also true for like movies that I don't, I'm not really into, like uh uh Dead Alive. Like I was like,
0: What do you mean you're not into Dead Alive? <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> we talked
1: about how it was like it took me a while to kind of get into yeah. the humor, but the third act was so amazing that I was like, so oh, good. the movie's amazing. Yeah. This with the scene after he crunches the the principal's uh privates wiener (laughs) don't don't be vulgar and then he's just sharpening the fingers
0: incredible oh his his little little bugle fingers love
1: (laughs) (laughs) you just aged that
0: (laughs) i aged myself Acting like you didn't put bugles on your fingers.
1: But my God, the <laughs> the the ending where the dance is getting just... Dist- everyone's getting murdered. Amazing. By one hand.
0: I love it. No one's doing anything about no it. They one. are actively just letting this happen.
1: <laughs> uh, Molly's friend Karen gets s- sliced up in an air conditioning fan.
0: Yeah. Incredible.
1: Uh, we It all culminates in a showdown with... Uh, I don't know how... How did the hand... Take an entire molly. Let's not overthink it.
0: Let, no, the let's not. The hand
1: steals the molly. The molly. <laughs> and attaches her to the top of the car for a ritual sacrifice where they're going to crush her into a pentagram.
0: Yeah, so uh, they, they're in shop class. And the hand ties her to the car. Don't know how.
1: <laughs> I will say. Oh, the
0: hand is also inside a puppet. Yes. Which is really funny.
1: <laughs> I. This is my Joe Bob Academy Award nominations for Puppet Foo. <laughs> Devin Sawa is fighting the the, the decapitated the de-handed hand <laughs> inside of a puppet, but if you watch, what he's done is actually put his hand up his shirt and he's just doing it all himself. Yeah. And it's amazing.
0: Yeah, incredible. The just the overall physicality <laughs> of Devin Sawa in this movie. Incredible.
1: They and just to make sure you know that this is a stoner comedy, the way they stop it. The hand is just by blowing weed into the puppet and getting the hand stoned.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently someone from shop class made a big dumbass bong out of like an engine or
1: something. Beautiful bong. (laughs) I
0: don't know, Cars.
1: Saves the day. Vivica A. Fox throws her mystical dagger into the hand.
0: Like it's nothing. She's a G.
1: I love that it just ends. It's just, oh, it's gone. (laughs) That was it? That was all? All right. Oh. Okay, well... (laughs) Tevin Sawa enjoys the moment underneath the car that still has Jessica Elba on top of it and it crushes him.
0: Did you know um they had a completely different ending planned for this movie?
1: It feels like it.
0: They um so this was going to end in the pool, like in the pool area in the school, and it was gonna be just a bunch of demon hands pulling Jessica Elba down to the underworld. Really? Yeah, and they were like, that doesn't really fit the tone of this movie. We want it to be a little lighter and funnier. So they went with what we watched and i think this one is better (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. much better yeah cut to uh peanut and and Mick make their way to heaven
0: they got their wings and they
1: go you ready to join us anton and we're like oh anton's dead no he's not just full body cast anton full
0: ass body cast he blew off heaven to kick it with molly Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and it ends with them in love he's got two new guardian angels Mm -hmm don't know how he's going to get away with uh, the dead bodies in his backyard, but yeah. that's a problem for tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And the movie ends. They're in love.
1: Mm. Idle Hands, 1999. How many...
0: Severed hands. How many
1: severed hands would you give it out of five?
0: I'd give it four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah. Easy. This movie is very dated, but it also still holds up. It's Seth Green and El- Eldon Henson. hmm they are so damn funny together in this movie and I think they are such a good balance with Devin Sawa's character because he's he's not super funny in this movie. He's just kind of like a stoner fuck up and if it were just him by himself in this movie I probably wouldn't love it as much but those three together are such a great balance. Um, Vivica Fox, Chef's Kiss, amazing. The, the amount of just gross shit that happens in this movie is also really great like the burrito scene when peanut is eating it and like it it falls Gurgles. through the slit in his throat <laughs> it's fucking gross um but yeah it's it's just so much fun i genuinely found myself laughing at times it's yeah it's fucking great i loved it what about you
1: i will give it 4 secret ricky martin cameos <laughs> Out of five,
0: did we confirm if that guy that was, Ricky, was Martin? Ricky
1: Martin? He's in the IMDb as Ricky Martin, the guy from the car park. Oh man,
0: I had no idea. Ricky
1: Martin is in this film, y'all. Pre La Vida Loca, pretty sure. Google it, Ricky Martin.
0: You'll be shocked. <laughs> You'll be shocked.
1: Uh, I think it's a movie that shows its it shows its work. Yeah. So like it is that scene with the gurgling out of his throat, that just, he's obviously seen brain, uh, dead alive. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's not a movie pretending to be anything else other than it was. Everyone looks like they're having a good time. Yeah. Um, no one's taking themselves too seriously.
0: I would hope not.
1: (laughs) Uh, doing research, the guy that plays Randy, he and his partner have a very adorable little baby. Baby. Um, just love, love the movie. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, we keep coming back to that part, the burrito scene that, and it's going through the neck. Um, it's considering that this movie came out in 1999. It just right on the cusp of the two thousands and like horror movies that are just nothing but terrible CGI. This movie could have easily just been full of really shitty CGI, but there was a really good balance of practical effects and CGI, which I think made it work. And it's, it's just it's fucking great, man. I think this movie, considering how terrible it did when it first came out, I'm so glad that people are still loving it today. And I, I think it's mostly kids that grew up in the 90s that yeah. love it now. Like adults from the 90s are loving it now. I'm happy. Yeah. So
1: that was Idle Hands. And next week, finishing up the evil dead deconstruction.
0: <laughs> Eric's birthday month.
1: When you cut off your hand, you're going to have to replace it with something.
0: What do you replace it with?
1: A machine gun. Ooh. We're watching Machine Gun Girl.
0: I'm pretty damn excited. Get get ready. I, it's a lot. I've never heard of this movie before you showed me the trailer, and it looks wild.
1: All I can say is that I will be making tempura while we watch it. Oh, shit. And it plays a very big part of the movie. Oh, man. It's a practical effects masterpiece
0: oh, i'm so excited
1: uh so get is ready it, is it gooey um <laughs> yeah it is a movie
0: oh okay hell yeah
1: yeah do you do You? uh if you've seen you've seen most uh, at least a little bit of tokyo court police mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's it so
1: get ready for <laughs> machine gun girl uh oh.
0: <laughs> that's it, that's We're all watching we can it say.
1: next week uh until next time uh, my name's Eric. I'm Evelyn. And thank you so much.
0: Later nerds.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms and feel free to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lucid Screams Pod and Instagram at Lucid Screams underscore pod. And you can also send us an email at lucid screams Pod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.